Welcome to Mindful Empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, and today we're really excited to have with us Dr. Rachel Gregg. She is a doctor of pharmacy, and she takes a holistic approach. She's the owner of Rachel and Gregg Health and Wellness, and thanks so much, Rachel, for being here today. Thanks, Mary, for having me. I am happy and excited to be here. Awesome. I, I know that uh, we have that doctorate of pharmacy in common. You're the, the first um, um, recent pharmacist I've had, you know, on. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey and what brought you from working as more of a traditional pharmacist to where you are right now. Yeah, no. So yeah, I did. I worked a little bit of what I did. I did 10 years in retail. Um, six of those, I was a manager, a pharmacy manager. And I was just quickly realizing that it wasn't really feeding my soul, you know, you know, just giving people more medications. And then we were allowed to be immunizers and all these things that I just really didn't want to do. So I started really having this strong urge. I wanted to help people holistically um, with supplements and food and um, moving their bodies. So, you know, did some personal training, some one-on-one training, group training, and just really started to realize that the core of what we need to really heal is our mental health. Um, and I saw the uh, tie-in with gut health, and that is really something that I've started focusing on. And I really believe, um, you know, there's that chicken or the egg theory. And I think for probably 95% of people, until they can get their, their mental health and their mental mindset in a good place, it's hard to stick to a nutritional plan. It's hard to stick to a fitness plan. So that's where I start with people and then go from there. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. So you worked about 10 years first and we're in the classic retail, which I think mm-hmm. the m- most pharmacists do. And, you know, what was it when the, you know, first place before you decided that you were going to go, you know, be a pharmacist and go to pharmacy school? What was your, your motivation and what, what were you kind of expecting that career to be for you? Yeah, that's really a great question. For initially when I went to college, I went to a two-year state school. I thought I wanted to be like a regular doctor, if that's even the right way to put it. And I was in this program and there was two slots for three of us and I just barely didn't get it. And it kind of changed my mindset about med school. And I'm like, okay, this is happening for a reason. Um, And one of my, my, actually my cross country coach in high school was the one that kind of directed me towards pharmacy school and it sounded like a better alternative just because it wasn't as much schooling I could get out after six years because I did a doctorate program like you. And so I was still in the medical field. So I thought, you know what, maybe this is a better avenue to truly help people um, be healthier. I think in, the, in my mindset, I had this image of I was really going to be able to make a difference. Um, and just the craziness and hecticness that's a word, um, in the retail setting, um, I quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen. So one, you know, the doctor, doctor thing didn't happen and that redirected me to pharmacy and, but I'm thankful for the degree because it's allowing me to do the things that I do now. So people listen, when you have that doctor, (laughs) you can throw that doctor in front of your name. 
Yeah, that's that's true. And when they changed the degree around for the you know six years to get the doctorate for pharmacy, and kind of mm-hmm. going going back to you know you had that intent of you know being genuine and I want to help people and you're like I think I think we were the same. Then like we pictured ourselves really you know helping people have better health and we're going to you know get this degree and help individual to change individual lives for the better and help people be be healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's. That's what, that's what I was hoping for anyway. And then you, I, I think, you know, you brought up a little bit about the gut health and, you know, I've, I've found as well and that in, well, when I was, you know, in pharmacy school, I would maybe get a line in a textbook about um, have good nutrition or have a well-rounded diet, but I, I didn't really have any education on specifically what is that healthy diet or that good diet to recommend? Now, how did you find that for yourself? Well, a lot of that was just my own personal struggles with gut health. Um, I was a marathon runner and a, just, you know, an endurance athlete. So when we were in high school and college, it was eat more carbs, eat, you know, so I was eating all the wrong things. I was eating, you know, high gluten filled pastas, um, and all those things, bagels, all the things I thought I was doing right. Dairy, I was eating a lot of dairy and sugar. Um, and so I was finding for my own self, I was very bloated. I wasn't recovering. So a friend of mine who was actually a pharmacist really started, you know, diving into me and saying, look, you need to start getting rid of gluten. And I was not ready for it for quite some time, but then I had some issues that pretty much said, either you do it now or you're going to have a lot of problems down the line. So I really started cleaning up my food, um, eating whole foods, you know, fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds, um, organic meats, and finding that my bloat was going away. Um, Actually, I weighed less after I stopped training for marathons. A lot of people think you lose weight when you run a lot, and it depends on what you're giving yourself for new, you know, for fuel. So a lot of it just started with my own, um, learning on myself and just realizing that it's not necessarily the carbs that keep you going. It's how are we balancing, you know, healthy carbs, healthy fats, um, and just really realizing the foods that cause inflammation and cause long-term will cause disease down the line. How do we, you know, get rid of the inflammation? And for athletes, if you have athletes that, you know, come to you for things, they want to always be faster, stronger, recover quicker. And if you can lower inflammation in your body, that's a great way to, to let your body, instead of healing itself from the foods that you're putting in, it can heal itself from the workouts that you're putting in and you can recover quicker because, okay, I can repair that muscle, but I'm not trying to repair all the inflammation that was there even before we lifted the weights or ran the miles or biked or whatever. So it was just, it was years, probably a good three to four years of discovering my own story. And it's allowed me to help others um, heal themselves, athlete or not. Right. And so you, you weren't specifically taught that information when you were in school then? No, it's, it's funny when you said that. I know doctors don't take nutrition. We didn't technically take nutrition. We learn a lot about the drugs, right? And... Mm -hmm. No, the food piece was something that 
kind of came to me out of necessity. And then it became a passion because I realized what I felt like when I was eating, you know, a certain way when gluten, dairy, and sugar were my main, you know, quote unquote food groups versus I cleaned it up, I changed it up and it took some time of healing, but it definitely, I could, I could feel the energy. I was sleeping better. My stress, you know, levels were better. My anxiety was better. Like all these things healing your gut does. And then your focus is better. And for just, you know, whether it's in athletics, whether it's just doing your job, whether it's focusing just on, you know, life in general, if you have a better ability to focus on the things you need to do, you're more efficient. Right. So, so yeah, it was, it was nothing I learned in school. (laughs) That is for sure. So I totally respect people that get out there and, and do their own research too. So it is a lot of learning on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what kind of, this is all about. And the, you know, the audience here too is kind of get another opinion and not just accept one thing. So what what brought about your decision um, after working in the retail to call that quits and do something else? Yeah. um, You know, it was, I think a lot of it was burnout from years of being a manager and being asked to do not only just the pharmacist work, but also the other stuff on top of it. Um, I think, disenchanted might be a good word of what I walked into in the retail setting. You just, you're, you're almost expected to be that robot behind the counter. Just fill those prescriptions as quickly as possible without mistakes. And I just wasn't feeling like I was making a difference. Um, I just was dishing out pharmaceutical chemicals and watching people come back to me every month looking not as healthy as the month before. Maybe they were getting another medication for a side effect of one of the medications that they were on. So I just knew in my, no pun intended, but in my gut that there was something more that I should be, that I should be doing and that I wanted to be doing. And so I, I walked away before I was really fully ready, but I honestly knew that I couldn't do another day of, of the traditional retail pharmacy world anymore. So I knew that I could make a bigger difference in the world than just standing behind the counter with a white coat on and with my head down (laughs) and just trying to get through a day. Yeah, I think that's a a good point too, is you said, you know, you weren't necessarily you know, fully ready, or maybe you didn't know exactly what else you were going to do, but you kind of recognized that need to change and then took that next you know, step when you didn't know exactly what the future would hold. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking that leap before you're ready and just believing that that net will appear because it will, it's scary, but it will happen. So, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then um, from, from that point, what was, a little of the, the process like that brought you about to, you know, to doing what you're doing right now in health and wellness? Yeah. So the first thing I actually did, you know, I got some clients, but then I got uh, certified as a personal trainer. So I took the, I did self-study, you know, got the big textbook and did all the, the things and took the tests and passed. So I was able to 
you know, work in gyms. I worked in a gym for a couple, you know, a couple different gyms um, for a few years, did my own group training programs, um, did my own one-on-one. I started going to people's homes and um, different things like that. And then um, really just decided to, I still do that piece, you know, in the world we're in now, it's more online than anything else. Um, But I did realize that I needed to help people in the way that my journey was through gut health, through healing, through putting the right foods in our bodies. You know, um, 80-20 is like my favorite nutritional plan. Um, If people can do the right thing at least 80% of the time, um, they're going to notice a difference. And I feel as though once people start feeling the difference, they almost have to have that experience of, wow, I felt really good. And then I slacked off for a few days and I didn't feel so good for them to really be successful with it. You know, I feel myself as a, you know, us as health practitioners, we can say all the right things, but unless they have that experience um, for themselves, they, they won't know how beneficial it really is. So And then to get that experience, they have to have enough motivation to be willing to try it, right? Yes. Yes. And that's the, and that's the key you just hit right there is, so the protocol that I do, the supplement protocol that I do helps balance out hormones in our gut. And, and some of those hormones have a direct correlation between your motivation, your, you know, um, things like serotonin that work with your happiness so it is a real thing. A lot of people think it's your brain that's broken, but it's actually your gut. So um, a big thing with mental wellness right now is just changing that stigma for people. And I feel for a lot of people that stigma is there because they think it's their brain that's broken and they don't have the motivation. So they think there's something wrong with them, but it's actually a hormone imbalance. And that is a that's why I'm so passionate right now about that aspect, because I think as soon as people start to learn the real reason for them not being able to stick to a nutrition plan because they have dysbiosis or a dis, um, an unleveling of your microbiome or your bacteria, you have more bad bacteria than good. That bad bacteria loves sugar. So people think, oh, I just can't stop eating the sugar. Well, there's a, there's a reason for it or I'm just not motivated. Well, you know, your hormone, you have a lot of stress hormone going on and a lot of your other hormones, you know, are suppressed. So that's more the sciencey part, but just making people realize if we can start to really get to the, the core of what's going on and gut health, other things start changing for them and balancing out and, and just letting them know like, this is this, there's really stuff going on inside you. And I think that's the hard part for people is if they can't see it, you know, they can't understand it. So trying to make them understand what they can't see, but then they start to feel it. So then they start to say, ah, okay, there is something to be said about all this. So I hope that makes sense, but (laughs) yes. Yeah. I think, you know, right. Like everybody would, everyone would say like, I want to have good health. I want to be healthy. But I think some people, you know, don't know the amazing changes that you can have in your health just by changing what you eat. So kind of with that awareness and that can be enough motivation maybe to try it, like you were saying, and then to experience some of that benefit. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And one thing I say to people when I start working with them is give me 90 days. It's not an overnight success necessarily. And it's just letting them know that small little changes along the way, even just drinking more water. It's amazing what people start to notice, right? It's, it seems simple, but it makes a big difference. And so even just getting people to make small changes like that is, is a huge thing for them. Yeah. Small changes over time. I think that's big there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the concept of, you know, what we eat affecting so much of our health, I think that's really critical. You know, when, when we look at, I think pretty much any disease, it's coming down to, you know, what your, your diet is that has such a big component, whether it's inflammation or, or something else. And yeah, so you, you really do. Um, most of your focus is kind of on, on diet and nutrition and from that angle. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have plenty of people that come to me for the fitness piece, but I also kind of do like a evaluation with them um, ahead of time to kind of just see where they're at with some other things. Cause I want them to succeed. So sometimes we'll start a little bit slower on the fitness side of it, unless they've been doing a lot of things on their own. But typically people that come to me maybe were athletes in the past or were, you know, gym enthusiasts. And, um, but I really find like diving into some things with them first sets them up for a longer term success. You know, they feel better getting started moving their body. If I say, okay, we're going to take the first month to focus more on your nutrition, your hydration, avoiding, you know, this helps avoid injuries, you know, burnout from, you know, some people want to go from zero to 60 in you know, two seconds. And then they just say, ah, I went from, no, you know, no days of working out. Now I want to do five days. And I say, well, I can, you know, I give you a lot of credit for having that mindset. So you have that mindset there, but we need to really lay the groundwork. It's the foundation of a house. You know, I like to lay down the foundation of the house before we start building up on it. So, you know, some people are into that and some people just say, you know, I just want to get going. And I'm like, well, this is part of my protocol for you is you have to kind of prove yourself to me in a sense. I want people to succeed and I want them. It's almost, I feel like a college professor. I'm teaching them as we go. So you don't have to rely on me forever. You have these tools in your, in your arsenal down the line. And so people respond really well to it. And it's interesting because they start having results that they would only expect to get from fitness like losing weight, um, you know, losing inches because they're getting rid of inflammation because they're letting go of their, you know, they're changing um, their cravings because they're changing, you know, some things that are going on in their gut. So for most people, that's where I start them unless they're already doing some physical activity. I mean, of course I say, get out for a walk, you know, do some, some pretty casual things, but after a month, if they're still, you know, trending upward, then we'll really get into the, you know, the working out organized workouts. Um, and I also do group training, um, on Facebook. I have private groups that people sign into. So that works really well because they get on a zoom, a live zoom with me and there's a group of them. So they, they, it's building a community, a tribe. And obviously right now with 
the state of the world with things shutting down here and there. It's just more consistent to do it that way for right now. And so we can really be consistent in person again. Very neat. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And it's just great to watch people transform too. Um, so it's, it's not only the physical, but they become more clear-minded. And so I watch them even their, their way of communicating is, is different. So it's very, it's very interesting to watch. It's really a, it's a cool process. I like how you you have the introductory phase almost rather than trying to go extreme because it is it is a, a commitment but to start with you know all these changes at one time can be overwhelming and hard to to keep. Yes. Yeah. You hit that right on the head. It's it's too much for them all at once. They think they want it all and then their mind, you know, at the beginning it seems like a good idea but then they just can't they can't maintain it cuz it's just not their habit yet. They have to create this new habit. So you you definitely you definitely said that really well. It's just they just get overwhelmed. It's same for the the diet too. I think you know we were talking about that a little bit and you know maybe yeah, let's talk you know talk about you know food in general maybe you know nutrition and you know, say to you know, maybe kind of the average person who hasn't done a lot of research on, you know, what types of food to eat or what a good diet is, kind of where, you know, where do you start? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's funny. Like I said, I start with adding things instead of taking away because I, I think so much of the diet culture is, oh, I'm going to have to give up this, this, and this. I start with adding the water. I mean, you can add the water, add fruit to your water, you know, however you want to tackle it. I mean, if somebody's drinking soda and they want to use, you know, I'm not a big crystal light person, but if that's going to allow you to switch over, a transition is okay. Um, So I add in the water. I talk about the foods I want them to add in. So adding in more fruits, adding in more vegetables, um, looking at lean proteins, adding in healthy fats like avocado, um, you know, almonds, almond butter, whatever it might be. And then I start tackling what we want to start to take away. So those three groups that I mentioned earlier that I was obsessed with for a while was gluten, sugar, and dairy. So I ask them, which of those three would be the easiest for you to start to eliminate. So I let them pick. So if they say dairy, I say, okay. So I kind of, I, I ask ahead of time for them to do a food journal. So I can kind of look at what they do and say, okay, these are the things that we got to start looking at gradually getting out. And then, so we focus on that until that becomes, okay, I can do that. Then we tackle one of the other two. Sugar tends to be the hardest for most people. Um, but honestly, if you can tackle dairy and gluten, you get rid of a lot of sugar because a lot of that's processed foods. So that's how I kind of, I like to focus on what we can add in versus what we take away. And if we add in enough good food, the other, the the food that's maybe not such a good choice kind of just falls away. So I find if we just keep that, I like to keep that positive mindset about it as much as I can. Um, so they don't even realize what's really happening until after it's happening and they're feeling better. And then, (laughs) 
And then it's just like, okay, I'm feeling better. I love what I'm doing. How can I get to that next, that next level? So that's how I approach it is, you know, how can we start to add in the good and then the bad just kind of works its way out. (laughs) So do you get to the point uh, with everybody of eliminating the sugar, dairy, and the gluten? I try very hard. Um, and some people I can tackle that right away and other people I have to focus. So I'll do a a supplement protocol with them for gut health. And that kind of helps transform them because it changes their cravings too. So, but I, I meet them where they're at. Um, if they're not ready to change their food, I say, okay, let's at least add these supplements in. So you're getting good nutrition. We're healing the gut. And I know um, that in time, they'll want that transition because their body won't actually want the foods that they used to eat. Um, they'll actually start to taste different to them. The sugar won't be as, you know, that, that first hit you get when you put sugar in your mouth, you're like, oh, it's, it's so amazing for some people. I mean, it's, it's, more, um, it's more addicting than certain street drugs out there like cocaine. They've found it lights up the brain, I think 30 times more, the same, same parts of the brain. But what we're doing by healing the gut is actually numbing that igniter in the brain. So if they're not ready to make that change with the food, I, I don't want to say I trick them, but I trick their body and heal their body into, into wanting something else. So it's very interesting to watch. It's like a little science experiment and everybody's slightly different, but you know, if somebody comes to you because so much of, you know, disease starts in the gut and have an autoimmune condition or a hormone condition or anxiety or skin, or just, there's so many things and they start to see those things happening. They want to know like, okay, why they start asking questions and then you can start to educate them and, it's pretty cool to see people. It is, it's, it's just this transformation that you see people, their mindset totally shifts to, okay, I want more of this feeling. That's a new addiction. That's like, I'm starting to feel really good and I want to feel even better. So it's really, it's, it's fun. I love it. So if, if someone is doing, you know, pretty good at eliminating those, those, those things, you know, do you say kind of, okay, it's okay every once in a while to have something with the, the sugar, dairy, and gluten, or is that going to kind of mess things up? As long as it's just every so often, like I said, I'm an 80-20 um, right. person, unless somebody's very symptomatic. And then I say, you know, we can heal you a little bit quicker if we get very strict. And I'll say for six weeks, eight weeks, you know, depending on where they're at. And, um, Because in 90 days, you know, you totally replenish all the cells in your body. So the longer I can get them to be, if they're very symptomatic with say, you know, maybe they have diabetes or maybe they have arthritis, like a rheumatoid arthritis type of thing going on. The the more strict I can get them for a longer period of time, we're going to see the symptoms go away. But yeah, I'm not a big strict, like I don't really personally or I don't promote anything specific um, as far as like quote unquote diet plans. I just say, let's get you eating, shopping the exterior of the grocery store, shopping the produce section, limiting processed foods. You know, I keep it very much, let's focus on whole foods. Um, So yeah, 
it's, I definitely say, Hey, you know, the holidays are coming. Don't take the whole week (laughs) and eat bad foods. But if you want a day or two, you've earned it. You know, I feel like if I can get somebody to stick to doing the hard work, the majority of the time, they're going to do really well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And um, out of the the sugar, dairy, and and gluten, which one of those do you see causing kind of the most uh, inflammation or health problems in the body? I think overall it's sugar. Um, I think too that there's a crossover. There's a lot of sugar in dairy products. There's a lot of sugar in gluten containing. So a lot of times if I have them, you know, teaching them how to read a label, um, if I say, you know, if they, they're open to the sugar, if we can get rid of sugar, um, I think that is, you know, sodas, whatever it is for that person. I think that's the biggest win in my, in my opinion. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. And I like your approach of focusing on what you're going to add in first. It's easier. And then later we get to. (laughs) I learned that the hard way because I just was so focused on, we got to get rid of this, this, and this. And instead I was just, you know, with some people at the end of our first session, I'm like, the only thing I want you to do is add water. And they're like, really? That's it? I don't need to change it. I'm like, nope. But what that did too is they weren't as hungry. Their energy was more consistent. Um, so they didn't crave, you know, they they didn't want to go for that sugar because they actually had energy just drinking more water. Um, so yeah, adding it in instead of taking it away. Cause I, I think for most people, that's why they can't stick to a plan is because it's so restrictive for them. So I like to let them learn. Uh, I do promote, you know, keeping a food journal, you know, how do you feel after you eat X, Y, and Z? Um, you know, do you do better with a high protein breakfast? You know, cause everybody that, you know, is a different metabolizer, so some people can do really well with a high protein breakfast and it lasts a long time for them. Other people need more fat. Um, so it's just, it's, it's interesting to just have people keep a journal and the awareness. I think that's one of the biggest things that makes a difference for people being successful, whether it's a, a you know, weight loss program, if it's a fitness program, just being aware of how you feel after you eat a certain food. What kind of workouts do you feel the best at? Like how long is it taking you to recover from something? Cause that's a measurement too. Um, I'm not a, you know, weight loss is a lot of times a goal for people. And I understand that and honor that, but I really focus more on, are you losing inches? Are you feeling more energetic? Are you sleeping better? Are you recovering from, a workout or just life in general? Are you just dragging through every day or are you feeling more vibrant? So those are some better measurements I like to, to go over for people. Cause if they just focus on the weight loss and that scale doesn't move, they just give up on it. But if I say, okay, like how are these other measurements going? And they're like, Oh, all this stuff is going really great. Okay then the weight will come. You're healing. You're going through a process. So that's a big, a big thing for me with people. Yeah, I think it's a lot more about how you feel. Cause if you're feeling great and you're starting to get better nutrition or better sleep or more energy, then yeah, the weight will come into, into balance. 
Yeah. Um, how about do you, you know, with what you're doing now, do you recommend like, like any of like the typical pharmaceutical medications? Do I do you get into the, do you get into as far as like what like the regular like prescription drugs that you know that people are taking and do you are you you know recommending those any of those or changing them or I I like to look at what people are on um, I'm more that girl that's trying to work with them to get rid of things that maybe they won't need down the line. Um, you know, I, I respect the fact that they have their place, but I know for a lot of people that come to me, they know that they don't want to be on them forever. So that is a shift that I help them through. Um, I obviously tell them you need to consult your doctor. You know, if they're on an antidepressant, I say, please, you know, you cannot just come off of it. You know, certain medications like that, I say, you know, I would love, you know, your doctor to know that you're working with me. And if they have questions, they can reach out to me and ask me those. But um, I don't really get into, I might, if there's a certain thing that's going on with them and they're on a med and I know, you know, oh, I know that one causes dry cough and they're having a dry cough. I'll say, you can switch that up. And, you know, I give them that idea. Or if I know they're on a statin, I'll say, you should really be on coenzyme Q10 or something like that. So those are kind of where I, go with them. But my goal is to, <laughs> to reverse the, the prescription um, use. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I, w- I would imagine that you've seen quite a number of, of success stories of people coming to you on you know, X number of medications and being able to reduce that just through diet and exercise. Yes. I, and that's been, that has been, you know, I've watched, um, I had a man that got off of his di- diabetes um, two medications, all of them. Um, I had a friend of mine who has been lowering her thyroid dose. Um, so those are just a few things I've watched people get off their anti-anxiety, anti-depression um, meds. Um, I actually had a girl that was on a, she had one seizure in her life and she'd been on that medication ever since. And the doctor finally was allowing her to get off of it and she's doing really well no seizures no so it's it's I've had an array of different things so yeah I'm just gonna keep plugging away but it's really rewarding it really is it's a labor of love but it's also so amazing to watch people heal themselves and and then share that with other people Right. Yeah. That's what it's all about. What you were talking about in the, in the beginning, you know, wanting to help people and now you're able to really see those results. Yeah. It's been really great. Very cool. Um, What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, I'm on Facebook probably the most, just look up uh, Rachel Gregg. I have a business page. um, Rachel and Gregg health and fitness is um, on there. I do have a podcast, A Better Way to Heal, um, that you can find on all podcast formats. Um, so those are probably the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, uh, Dr. Rachel Gregg. Um, so that's another place too. I don't, I don't post as much there as I do on Facebook, but you can by all means send me a message or reach out to me um, that way as well. 
Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, what you're, you're getting at is in focusing on, on the health as far as what are you, what's in your gut, what are you eating, and then adding in the fitness component too. Those are such, you know, core pieces of total health and, you know, have the similar um, kind of background as you is, you know, realizing that, you know, it sounds like prescription drugs, sure, there's a place for some of them, but then there's a lot of other options too, which can be amazing also. Um, yeah, and I love hearing other pharmacists that think that way because I really feel like I talk to more and more pharmacists every day that are looking for something different than the typical, you know, whatever, hospital or retail. And so I've really gotten, uh, you know, another mission I'm on is just to start a revolution with, you know, pharmacists, other healthcare professionals that see that there is a better way to heal and a better way to help people. So I feel it. I, I do. I truly feel like there's, there's this undercurrent of, of people like us that know there's a different way to do things. So that's really exciting to me too. Yeah. I think there's potential also to, um, to change the way that, you know, people commonly see, you know, what the, the best path to health is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been really great um, talking with you, uh, Rachel, and love to, you know, have you on it. And again, there's a lot of, you know, different areas that can go more into, you know, supplements and a lot of different things. And I think what you, you shared today was really great and some kind of tips, you know, for people to focus on what do I add in and then later, what do I take out and um, maybe not focusing on a weight loss number, but those other things that you mentioned too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I love, I absolutely love sharing this message with people. So it's been my honor to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, then let's do it again another time. Thank you, Rachel. Great. Thank you.